Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So I am online and I am looking at the Mayor's Office for People with Disabilities uh, section, Funding Resource Guide for Accessible Modifications. The Mayor's Office for People with Disabilities Funding Resource Guide for Accessible Modifications, what I just said. So um, these are different links here in Chicago. Um, that I'm not sure if um, people know about. Um, it's very good to go there and just kind of explore the, the website at chicago.gov. Um, and they say here to uh, provide programs and resources that provide home-based services such accessible modifications, funding for modifications, assistance, and general information. And they said, for more information, please contact these resources directly for MOPD for any services we may offer. And their phone number is 312-743-5767. Um, also go to the, uh, email them, um, capital MOPD, H-O-M-E-M-O-D at cityofchicago.org or you can stop by 2102 West Ogden Avenue, Chicago, Illinois 60612. So then I'm going to read some of the things that are on here. It says the Home Mod Program and they can help you with ramps, lifts, your kitchen, baths and other accessible modifications for Chicago residents with a disability that are under the age of 59 years old. Also under here it says Crime Victims Compensation Program, CBC. Their main line is 1-800-228-3368. And then they have a link that you can click on. It says it's sponsored by the Illinois Attorney General's Office CVC can assist innocent victims and their families with financial assistance for expenses occurred as a result of a violent crime. The next is Small Accessible Repairs for Seniors, S-A-R-F-S, -S, and their number, their main line is 312-744-4190. You can go to their website, www.cityofchicago.org slash housing. Now for this one, it has provided safety, security, and accessibility improvements to help senior citizens remain in their homes. Another one is Tech Connect, and it has one, their phone number, their main line is 1-877-884-7267. And then they give a website, but it's not exactly a link. www.nationalramp.com slash resources dash area slash ramp uh, dash financing slash tech connect dash low dash interest dash loan dash program and slash. They said this program is a collaborative effort between the Office of Rehabilitation Services, the Illinois Assisted Technology Project, and Centers for Independent Living and statewide disability advocacy organizations. Individuals with disabilities can utilize these loans to purchase equipment and or services relative to home modifications at low interest rates. 
The requirements include that the applicant or family member that has a disability, um, the Illinois residency and that quality of life would be improved with the use of such technology. Despite having no credit or poor credit, the applicant may still be eligible for a bank loan. The next one um, they have on here for resources is DHS Division of Rehabilitation Services, DRS. Their main line is 1-800-843-6154. Um, it says DRS works in partnership with people of disabilities age 18 through 59 and their families to assist them in making informed choices to achieve full community participation through employment, education, and independent living opportunities. Now, this next one really caught my attention. Illinois Department of Human Services, HSP. Their main line is 1-800-843-6154. And they actually have a link, which is www.dhs.state.il, well, il, uh, il, Illinois. Uh, dot US. And it says the Division of Rehabilitation, I'm having problems with that word, uh, services, uh, home services uh, program, HSP, provides services to individuals with severe disabilities so they can remain in their homes and be as independent as possible. Okay, so I want you guys out there, if this is something that applies to you or a loved one, this is something to really pay attention to along with the other things that are awesome here. Okay, another one is Illinois Assistive Technology Program, IATP. Um, they have 1-800-852-5110. They're, uh, they don't have a link, but they gave a website, which is www.iltech.org. IATP has a loan program specifically for individuals with disabilities and their family members, guardians, advocates, and authorized representatives who are residents of the state of Illinois. At Loans is available to purchase assisted technology for daily living. And lastly, if you have any uh, interest in Medicare or need for, they also have something here that you can click on. It says available to persons over the age of 65. This agency does not pay for all oh, modifications, but does provide durable medical equipment. They may assist with accessibility within your home. Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So the other day, I would like to say maybe three days ago, perhaps, I came across something on Google. And um, usually anyone that's been on there, which I would assume it would be everybody, um, you would come across different things that they would bring attention on their, on their uh, title page or their main page of Google. And it had Stacy Park Milburn. And um, when I clicked on, it says um, Google Doodle honors Stacy Park Milburn, a champion of disability justice movement. And what I also found out a little bit after that, when I had time, was that she also pushed for um, disability history. And I looked a little bit into it and it really intrigued me. So I made a personal decision that I am going to, for the room that I work in with the um, 
the clients that I service, I'm going to little by little incorporate it into whatever I work on with them. Um, because I know what it's like, and I think we all know what it's like to have an insufficient or incorrect history of ourselves. Um, as a person of color, you're taught certain things in school and some of it's correct, but a lot of it unfortunately is not, or it is deficient, meaning that part of you for whatever, for whatever reasons, I'm not going to get into it. We've talked about it before myself individually, as well as Miss Mary is that there's some stuff missing. So a lot of things you come in contact with, you have to find out on your own, basically. Um, and I find out that it's by accident and I'm questioning always, why didn't I know that before? Um, so in this case, I think that in order to, to see change, you have to be part of the change. And instead of pointing the finger at why I don't know this, it's okay to ask that, but you need to take things into your own hand, matters in your own hands and educate yourself, obviously. So I think that they need to know that as well. Okay. Um, know that even though they have disabilities, there are people that are out there that are have dedicated their lives to to inclusion. That they there's nothing that they can't do um, to empower each other. Okay, personally, we're all to some extent. You like I talked about before. You have the disabilities. Um, that are on the surface, you know, visual, you can see it. And then there are disabilities that you can't see. And if we're all honest, everyone has some form of disability. Think about it. Could be in the form of phobias, scared of certain things, um, conditions, all types of things. So on some level, we all are. No one's perfect. And I think... I'm going to be bold and I am going to continue to empower and celebrate them. Um, society is constantly trying to change them and change everyone else into something that is not realistic. You know, it is not feasible. Why aren't we celebrating who we are. We keep talking about it, but on the on the back end, we're not really about it. We we keep saying it, but we're not really doing it. So let's be proactive and do it. So by educating them and them educating me and find out more about people who are actually out there and making the changes that need to be done. So this young lady, unfortunately, she would have been 35 years old. Um I get the impression that she has passed away. So we're going to sit here and learn together in case you don't know. And I know I don't know, but I want to know more. Okay, so also this is also being featured because um, it was part of Asian Pacific uh, uh, American Heritage Month, which is the month that we're in of, of May. In the United States, Asian Pacific uh, American Heritage Month is observed through the month of May, I just said that, <laughs> and is intended to honor the contributions of Asian and Pacific Islanders to the country's history. There's no better 
uh, recent example of the impact um, even a single person can have is Stacy Park Milburn. Now, she was born on May 19, 1987 in South Korea, and she was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. Throughout her life as mem memorialized, memorialized, say it right, by the uh, New York Times, while Milburn was not opposed to accepting help from caregivers, she didn't treat her differences and disabilities as something to keep her down, but as challenges to rise above. Then in captions, it says, oftentimes disabled people have the solutions that society needs. Isn't that powerful? Growing up in North Carolina in a conservative family came with challenges of its own, especially for someone who oh, identified as, they said this, they used the term queer, as Milburn herself shared in an interview with The Atlantic. Instead, she set her sights on moving to San Francisco Bay Area, knowing that the region was not only one of the most accessible areas in the country, but also a hub for disabilities activism. I didn't know that. Milburn was um, especially interested in the disability uh, disabilities justice movement, which focused on bringing voices from a greater diversity of races, genders, and sexual orientations into discussions of disability. Having moved to California around 2011, Stacy uh, Park Milburn immediately set out to become part of the disabilities justice movement while also working in human resources at a bank. Milburn quickly grew uh, through to the um, forefront of the movement, even having been appointed by President Obama in 2014 to the President's Committee for People with Intellectual Disabilities. In 2017, Stacy Park Milburn was one of the many voices speaking out against proposed plans to replace and appeal uh, oh, sorry, not appeal, repeal, replace and repeal the Affordable Care Act that involves significant cuts, oh, speak on it, to funding for those with disabilities, including for attendant support, that Affordable Care Act. Huh? Speaking from her own life experiences, Milburn shared how having an attendant was the only way she was able to go to work each day. Then in 2020, as cases of COVID-19 arose uh, across the United States and in the Bay Area, Milburn and her friends saw a dire need to help those who were homeless to stay safe. Oh, wow. Together, they formed the Disability Justice Culture Club and created kits with crucial supplies like masks and hand sanitizer to distribute in Oakland. Okay, this is going to get to the sad part. Oh, my God. All the while, Milburn was dealing with a medical issue of her own awaiting the surgical removal of kidney cancer. Oh, with COVID-19 making it much more difficult to have procedures done. Tragically, um, she died due to complications in her kidney surgery on May 19th, oh, 2020. Okay, on her 33rd birthday and they celebrated or observed it this year which would be her 35th okay okay so it says the doodle honoring milburn was commissioned by google from art twink and it features a fantastical bold color palette with elements inspired 
by Stacy Park Melbourne's Life and Activism. Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So I went a, a, a step further and I'm on the website kqed.org and it says coronavirus, how these disabled activists are taking matters into their own sanitized hands by Matthew Green, and it was done on March 7th, 2020. And it has a picture, and the caption underneath is members of the Disability Justice Culture Club at Stacy Milburn's house in East Oakland. It has Jay Salazar, Dana Garza, Patrice Strahan, Charlie Bowden, and Stacy Milburn, Stacey Milburn never imagined she'd be making large batches of hand sanitizer in her kitchen. Wow, okay. But over the last week, as the spread of coronavirus hit the, the Bay Area and the world, Milburn and her four other volunteers, all of whom identify as disabled, queer people of color, have produced nearly 100 anti-coronavirus kits and are distributing them to people living in Oakland homeless encampments. Along with the hand sanitizer, which is 90% rubbing alcohol mixed with glycerin and aloe vera, the kits include disinfectant and an emergency vitamin mix, all made from scratch by members of the group in Milburn's uh, East Oakland home. In consultation with a nurse practitioner, as well as N95 respirator masks and gloves. We are particularly concerned with people in encampments who don't have access to soap and water, said Milburn, who has muscular dystrophy and uses a ventilator to breathe. Then on the side, it has a quotation by Stacy. Really, what it takes to flatten the curve is collective action and collective commitment. Interdependency is, go is going to be what saves us, and COVID-19 is the extreme example of this. Interdependence. Many in the disabled community are all too familiar with feeling isolated and surviving in crisis mode, she said, when resources and support are in short supply. Her small group, which calls itself the Disability Justice Culture Club, wanted to use that DIY know-how to help their own community and other undeserved populations. Okay, so it's oftentimes disabled people have solutions that society needs, that quotation from the other article. We call it crip or crippled wisdom, said Milburn, 32, who has a day job as a human resource specialist. We know how infections spread and how to properly wear a mask and wash your hands. Then it shows a picture of Charlie Bowden, who's part of the group, in her kitchen. Stacy's kitchen, uh, kitchen, and he's pouring handmade hand sanitizer into small bottles. So they had like a little workstation there. Looks like he's got his music on. And he looks like he is in... Um, in a wheelchair, just like uh, Stacy. Uh, Milborn says that the kits, distributed in partnership with uh, other community groups, have been well received, and now they're struggling to keep up with demand. She said they had hoped to create more than double the number of kits by now, but have had trouble finding enough raw materials at the thirty-something stores 
they're gone gone to in recent days where shelves have been swept clean by frantic customers hoarding supplies. So I want to break in here. So once I found out about her um, in the room that I work in, um, I did. I just was very excited, which I often get excited about. And I showed, looked for videos on YouTube to show to the clients that are in my room. And I, I, I have to say that when I started to show some of the videos, I only showed two because there was a lot that I had to do that day. I wanted to show more because I was so excited. It was so silent. It was so silent in the room. Um, and the, the, the concentration in the engagement of the clients, seeing someone that reflects themselves doing and talking and advocating and people actually listening and being interviewed, it, it was priceless. It was priceless. All they were, wow, that's all I can say. So that solidified for me that I am going to continue to do that to continue to do that. It also had um, started to show something that uh, Miss uh, Miss Mary had been looking at and educating herself and looking at on YouTube about different um, disabilities. Um, but one thing that caught my mind by her looking those up, I came across what is called, um, it's, a, it's a beauty pageant um, and it's Miss Amazing. And I'm exploring that now uh, people who are disabled, who have their own beauty pageant and talents and different things. I also showed that on a separate day. And that also, I feel like was very well received because I just feel like we need to help each other to celebrate. I keep saying it, celebrate one another, our differences and them seeing these I think it was at least two, it was two young ladies in part one. I don't know how many parts it is, but it's on, if you're interested um, and you've never seen it like myself and you want to explore it like me, it's on the Attitude um, YouTube channel. And they show, I guess, I don't know, is it um, these young ladies, these young women um, talking about their particular disability and, um, and inspiring others and then networking with one another. Um, like I said, we're only on part one. I don't know how many parts it is. But yet again, it was very fascinating to me to see. And yeah, that's what I wanted to throw in there. Okay, so back to the article. It says, I think it's really discouraging right now to see that she said, noting that the overwhelming focus seems to be on personal safety and not the well-being of the larger community. Really what it takes to flatten the curve is collectively action. Okay, this was a quotation before. Um, and collective commitment. And she speaks of the word interdependency. Inter interdependence is going to be what saves us. And COVID-19 is the extreme example of this. Milburn also has her own health to worry about. She was recently diagnosed with kidney cancer and on Monday found out that her surgery to remove it scheduled for later this week had been postponed because of shelter in place orders. She goes on to be quoted to say, my surgeon said, even though my cancer is fastly growing, I can survive another 30 days, but I likely would survive 
getting coronavirus. Oh, she said in a text message later that day, it didn't hit me. It was that serious, deadly to me personally. I'm really worried for myself and my disabled friends. As the outbreak spreads and services grow scarcer, she said her community is facing the real threat of having limited access all to dialysis and other life-saving treatments and not being able to get the medication and basic necessities they need to survive. Last fall, in the midst of the massive PG and E uh, power shutoffs, Q, oh, Q, KQED wrote about a grassroots mutual aid Okay, campaign that Milburn helped lead, oh, to distribute critical supplies to disabled people in the region who had lost their electricity. Wow, look at that. That is, that's great. So they give a picture of like gift bags um, in all different colors. And it says the group's anti-coronavirus kits ready for distribution. Very nice. This time... This time around, she said her group wanted to expand its efforts beyond the disabled community and focus on vulnerable populations more broadly, particularly in low-income communities of color. We realized that the people we need, who need us the most, we were still not reaching them, she said. And I look at that. In just the last few days, in addition to distributing kits, the group has also set up another mutual aid uh, effort to provide food and care to su care support to disabled people in need with close to 30 already requesting assistance and more than 160 volunteers signed up to help, Milburn said. She acknowledged, though, that the effort is only reaching a tiny fraction of many people in her community who need the most support and are too often neglected, especially during times of crisis. She goes on to be quoted to say, it is such a painful experience to be left behind or disregarded. I have experienced feeling neglected by systems and society, and I don't want that to continue. If I use my skills developing care networks to keep someone a little more safe, it was all worth it. 